0: Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the Cutback Podcast, where we keep our head on a swivel to bring you our living room commentary on the latest and greatest from the world of sports and the business that surrounds it. I'm Ian Burley.
1: I'm Cullen Munns, and we're off and running. And Dr. Burley, I have to tell you, we were about five seconds from not being off and running today. Uh-oh. We're going to start the show with a peel-the-curtain-back moment, folks. Uh, this We're recording on a Monday, which normally Jan and I don't record on Mondays. Uh no. So this is an early record. And also, Ford Motor Company has commandeered my apartment building and the whole downtown Detroit and the Detroit police department. It took me 35 minutes to drive from Little Caesars Arena 1.1 miles to my apartment building tonight. Um, and they're charging people $150 to park at my apartment building to watch this fireworks show that the Ford Motor Company is putting on right outside my building on the Detroit river. Um, Ian, I am, I'm going to ask you, where would you pay $150 to park your vehicle?
0: Uh, probably nowhere.
1: I literally came up with like the base of the Eiffel tower. Uh, maybe like the pyramids of Giza, something like that. um, Maybe if I had a reserved parking space um, at the University of Michigan football games, maybe I'd pay 150 bucks.
0: Oh, yeah, that's maybe the only one. A reserved place in a highly sought-after tailgate lot, maybe. Maybe that'd be the only place. What if
1: you were like right next to Mary Sue at, the, at like the football games?
0: Wouldn't want to be next to Mary Sue.
1: Like to park? I'd park there and then go to the, the other tailgates.
0: Well, then that defeats the purpose of having the parking spot, in my opinion. That's going to be my place.
1: Oh, you you live in Ann Arbor. You walk there.
0: No, I'm saying, like, if I have a place to park for the game, that's also in an ideal situation if I'm paying $150 also going to be the place where i'm going to okay
1: yeah i'm not parking
0: there and just leaving my car there
1: yeah i'm with you i'm with you if you're paying 150 bucks that's the party spot that's where we're staying (laughs) okay yeah i'm with you okay and
0: although mary sue was definitely show wasted (laughs) giving a speech during halftime of a michigan football game i still don't don't need her energy by my ideal $150 tailgate.
1: For for the the members of the hundreds of thousands who did not go to the greatest university on this planet, Mary Sue Coleman would be the Grover Cleveland of Michigan presidents, in that she has had st- she served a stint, disappeared, and now has returned as president of the university. Um, so and she she was president while we were there. And then Schlissel took over, yeah.
0: Correct. She was the president for our entire tenure. I think Schlissel took over like a year or two after we left. Then that Michigan cranberry salad got the best of them.
1: Cranberry salad is that what the is that what the kids are calling it these days?
0: Well, that's like one of the things that he was ordering from Pizza House uh, for his. Uh,
1: True. Oh, for his boo, I thought we were calling his boo a cranberry salad. Uh, well, maybe they <laughs> ate them. I mean, I'll call my boo a cranberry salad, um pretty tart, I would think well, anyway, moving on from that. But if you've ever been to pizza house, um is a cranberry salad what you're what what they're known for or what you would order from pizza house? Yon?
0: No, absolutely not. I don't want anything that even resembles a salad unless it's a classic Caesar, and if that's the case, it's gonna be on the side of feta bread. And probably a pizza.
1: Yeah, and I'm probably getting it to go. Like, to take home for like when I'm having the guilt from all the oil and butter that <laughs> I've consumed from the pizza and cheese bread at Pizza House.
0: Yeah, I mean, you put a Caesar salad in front of me, it's game over. I'm not going to be able to save that for later, but maybe get, a, maybe get a second one for the cleanse the next day
1: (laughs) the cleanse uh you definitely need a cleanse after pizza house but it is some of the better pizza i've ever had uh in in i'll say the state for sure but i'm i might put it in the country
0: you know what's weird is like i don't really recall any feelings one way or another like i couldn't tell you anything about pizza house pizza i really enjoy the feta bread and that has like a core memory in my brain the Pizza did not leave Dude, any sort f- of machinery. but the
1: football team, how many times the football team had pizza house?
0: Yeah, but I don't think anytime that I got those pizza hot pizza house boxes, they had like some sort of pasta in them or chicken. Like I don't ever recall having a pizza house pizza at football, honestly. Oh damn. What, what we were getting cottage been? in for a year. I've
1: living on pizza house pizza.
0: No, we, we were not in that game.
1: I and I mean shit, maybe we were living it was just the ops and recruiting that was doing it, but Kelly Vaughn had us popping off on Pizza House Pizza.
0: Well, did you have training table?
1: Uh we only were let yeah, once once a day. We usually took breakfast.
0: Mm, okay. So that I mean, most I was having dinner at training tables, so no yeah, need for that's fair pizza at that point.
1: That's but totally fair.
0: I think I have told the story of my first year which was hoax first year. This would have been the 2011 season, 2011, 2012. The student staff of all varieties, trainers, managers, equipment, guys, video, whatever, got booted from training table at the end of camp. And we still got fed, (laughs) but what they chose for dinner, uh, we did the same thing for dinner Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Tuesday was each person got a full cottage in pizza, a box, a whole box. Each person Wednesday was a Mr. Spots box with a cheesesteak, apple and a sleeve of like the six big Oreos. And then Thursday, that's the
1: best day of the week. How many? So you just stayed up at night waiting for Wednesdays. is what I'm hearing.
0: Wednesday was great. And then it was followed up on Thursday by each person got two Pancheros burritos. Jesus. Bro, I gained like 20 pounds. It was absurd. They were giving me a pizza, Mr. Spots, and two burritos in three days. You, every know, week.
1: you know Papa Brahms was on those orders.
0: I don't know. I mean, they were still having training table. So I don't, I don't know who put these orders together, but it was a, an absurd amount of food. And I was like, this has to be more expensive than just letting us eat training table.
1: And, and folks, I'm going to, I'm going to follow this up. Uh, the university of Oregon kicked me off of the meal plan or training table, uh, in a similar fashion, but I walked away with, they told me literally you get you, we give you hoodies. What do you need to eat for? was was literally what they said it's true i mean so and then i took that to coach taggart and uh, you know i don't have (laughs) i don't have a lot nice to say about coach taggart but he did at least let us eat one meal a day so there you go that was awful christian of him
0: (laughs) (laughs) we did uh luckily that was the only year that we weren't on training table then the powers that be put us back on for the rest of my. Tenure and wow, I didn't learn how to cook because I didn't have to.
1: (laughs) You did exactly, man. That's it. It spoils you.
0: It was awesome though. Wouldn't trade it for the world. Um. So, this is a sports
1: podcast. I. I mean, we haven't really that was all all sports. That was Uh, all sports. I'm not ready to say all. We did start Um, with Detroit traffic,
0: but I do have a question about that. They're having a fireworks show tonight.
1: Thank you. That we didn't. We just skipped over that. It's June 27th. What, it, what yep. <laughs> like? What are we doing?
0: Is it some sort of like Ford celebration or is it supposed to be tied to the 4th of July?
1: I, I, I don't know. Um, I just live on the river and it's, it, I, it has literally, I had to tell three sets of police officers that I lived in this building flash ID. I was tried to be, they tried to charge me $150 twice just to get to my house. Geesh. In, a one, in a one in a one point one mile stretch.
0: So I'm reading a Fox Two Detroit news article here.
1: What do you got, Fox Two? Great people! Great people.
0: After a two year hiatus, the Ford Fireworks are back in downtown Detroit on Monday, June 27th. This year's theme is "Hey Detroit, the sky shines for you." It also said that most roads and freeways entering downtown Detroit will be closed at 6 p.m. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So folks, I live, literally, I can see the boat, these fireworks are getting shot off and off, whatever, off, getting shot off, off. Yep. Uh, is that proper? Um, shot off of, yeah. Shot off of, that's way better. Um, I can see it. So we might be recording this podcast uh, and we might just hear, you know, a fireworks, it'll be like Disney World for an episode.
0: Are you going to be a Disney adult, you think?
1: Uh No, probably not.
0: Uh, <laughs> okay, here's a scenario for you. You marry a beautiful woman. Great woman.
1: That's a that, You were already off to a rip start <laughs> that I don't think is realistic.
0: You have a couple beautiful kids. They want to go to Disney World. And, yes, I'm going. Done. Okay, yes, that's fine. I think we're all going. However, maybe your wife, maybe your kids, maybe you're the one that comes up with the idea. Maybe it's grandparents who you take with you to help babysit the kids, they want to do family. You say
1: grandparents, you're meaning my, my parents. Yeah.
0: Either your parents or your future wife's parents, you know, could be both. Okay.
1: Okay. 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 Okay.
0: Somebody along the line, uh, suggests, Family matching T-shirts to wear to the parks. No,
1: absolutely not. No chance. No chance. Oh man, there will be. There's a snowball's chance in hell. Like no way.
0: (laughs) I think I would also be. I would put up a strong fight on that one, being well aware that it's it's probably a losing battle, and we're going to lose a lot of good men
1: out there no chance there i literally i will die on that sword no way if i'm if, I, if if some woman has the the huevos to walk into court and say i divorced him because he wouldn't wear a matching family t-shirt so be it like like that 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 is the the hill i'm ready to die on
0: do you think um do you think the people who suggest that have like the live laugh love Yes. We turn our, our yes. house into the home signs. Causation,
1: <laughs> correlation. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> We're probably
0: going to piss some people off with that. <laughs> yes. But, you know, listen, we just uh, we bring you our living room commentary, okay, on the things that we see in the world. Uh, sports, Disney has the wild world of sports complex. So, yes. it's tangentially related. And-
1: ESPN is owned by Disney. So like in in, you know conjunction and like there's a lot of sports teams in Orlando, so even more connections to Disney.
0: It's really amazing that we got here because the first topic of this week's Read and React involves ESPN and their brand new broadcast deal with up and coming mega league in the (sighs) US Formula One. Mr. Mon's not happy about
1: it. No, no, absolutely not. Up and coming mega league
0: in the U.S. I think it's its popularity is growing in the U.S. like faster than any other television like broadcast for sure.
1: Okay, grow. What what is its fan viewership at though? I mean, it's growing, sure, but are we? I I mean, we're still at MLS levels of viewership.
0: Um, I would have to. I don't know off the top of my head. I would, I would, my hypothesis is that it's above MLS.
1: I, okay. I, I don't have the numbers in front of me either. So I don't want to speak, but I'm, that's my hypothesis. I would tell you it's, if it is above MLS, it's not much. And I would tell you that, um, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a racing guy. Uh, I know what NASCAR is and does and i don't think formula one is gonna do any different than nascar did in the 90s and early 2000s
0: i mean nascar at that time was massive
1: right I, I mean and that's what i think formula one is now i think you're seeing it coming up it's gonna it's gonna keep going i'm gonna say it'll get more popular but i don't think we're gonna say like oh my god nascar is the next basketball."
0: oh no i mean well some people definitely think formula one could overtake um some one of the big four or two of the big four in viewership long term i mean we'll see but okay here's a couple numbers for you average mls game viewership in 2021 average game so the next thing i want to look at is if i can find like mls cup. Oh, actually beautiful. It's right here. Okay. We got all the numbers that we need. Average viewership for an MLS game in 2021, 285,000 in the U S the championship game broadcast on dis Dece- on ABC in December had 1.14 million viewers. Best number since 2018. Okay. So that's MLS. Uh, average f1 race in the u.s as of may 10th so there's been at least a handful of races since then was 1.4 million viewers wow in the u.s which is a 53 percent increase the miami grand prix had 2.6 million average concurrent viewers in the u.s damn so it's past mls
1: are you one of them Are you one of the people
0: I have had one and a half races on the background on TV in the background because I've bet on them. I have not dove into like the drive to survive yet. I may this summer during like the dog days of summer, but I'm not, I doubt that I will be into it as into it or even nearly as into it as a lot of people that I know are. I think my parents have started watching every race. Good God i know dj does dj wakes up earlier than he does all week to watch an f1 race he's all in
1: shout out to dj um we need to have dj call in the show let's dj call in we i will tell explain to me why i need to care about f1 because i can't find it
0: we should honestly just have dj on uh, a full episode but this is what was crazy to me there's a couple like so the previous deal for F1 and ESPN which was a 3 year deal that started in 2019, 5 million dollars a year. Was all ESPN was paying F1 which I don't know how they pulled that off that like today that seems absurd like they basically got it for free. The new 3 year deal is worth 75 to 90 million dollars annually just for the US rights. So like massive increase. Of course the baseline started low but
1: but also, also yes, but also uh, that's mass- a huge increase, but it's also only three years. Correct. Which is yeah. not, in comparison to other media deals, is short.
0: Very short. Yeah. yeah, very short. So I wonder if F1 thinks that it'll continue to go up. ESPN wants to see if viewership re- retains. Or,
1: or ESPN thinks it's on the NASCAR model from the yeah, 2000s.
0: Or they think it's it's already at its peak.
1: A flash in the pan.
0: We'll see. We'll see. Um this isn't necessarily a flash in the pa- in the pan, but something that does make a flash is a strike of lightning.
1: Oh and I see what you did there.
0: <laughs> Took a little bit but we got there. Uh Tampa Bay Lightning owner don't remember their name off the top of my head. Uh, gave each of the 244 team employees $5,000 to donate to charity of their choice, which resulted in a total of $1.2 million donated. I, Jeffrey
1: Vinnick is the name.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah. It's like Vinnick Sports and Entertainment or something. Yep.
1: Jeffrey Jeffrey Vinnick would be the, the, the man who did this.
0: So I'm playing devil's advocate here because obviously this is a cool thing on the surface at the very least it's a good thing on the surface but my question is twofold maybe threefold we'll see we'll see once the brain side's going how many questions i have for you number one who gets the tax write-off did this money go to the employees and then they got to donate it so they get to write it off or was this money all just donated by the owner and they get to write it off and then they spun it as like oh yeah we uh we did it. I'm gonna, in tell, $5, you, $5, I'm gonna tell you both,
1: and our government sucks so bad they'll never find it. Or they'll only find it on 12% of the people who do file it both ways. I think you're gonna see it declared as a write-off by Jeffrey Vinnick, and you're gonna see it declared as a write-off by every one of them who donates the five thousand dollars. okay. And the government's gonna catch two percent of them, they'll probably be of minority color that they catch. Uh, it's really going to be sad. Um, a sad display.
0: Well, I thought I was playing devil's advocate. You're you're playing Darth Maul's advocate or something. The double the double lightsaber. Um, what was the other thing that I had? Oh, like, and we don't we don't have all the information to these questions, but like, this is another one of those things where I was like, I wonder if those employees would have rather just like gotten raise or a bonus instead of this right like uh, what actually means more to the employees
1: well okay and both might be so, true
0: right like we don't know what they're like they very well could also be getting bonuses and they got flown out to stanley cup games and all that shit right but like
1: so i read this story and 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 i think i i am seeing it a different way i i read it as the owner had all this money And he, instead of him choosing where he wanted to donate it all, he wanted his company to feel like his employees to feel like they were involved. So he spread it across everybody and said, give it to what you feel is most important to you, because I want you to feel like you're a part of this, you know, quote unquote family, like whatever, like, that's how I interpreted his message. I didn't. I didn't feel like it was a like this is a raise for you guys. Like this is me saying, "Here's five thousand dollars. Do what you want with it." Kind of thing. It was more like we're a charitable organization that you work for or work with. Whatever preposition you want to use. How, how do you want to spend this money? I'm not the only the sole person who can. Do, Declare how we're going to be charitable and Whoa. what we're going to support.
0: Okay. Yeah, I I, I can understand that. I just okay. like to play devil's advocate of like, well, uh, can I create a charity in my name <laughs> and that five thousand dollars can come to me? You know, like uh, hey, you should you one. If you, you should, got one point two million to spend, like I'll I'll take some of it for uh, sure.
1: You should go to Peoria and see how they're doing it.
0: <laughs> Shout out to the Peoria Chiefs while uh, they are still around.
1: Uh, no comment, no comment. Have you looked at them in the standings lately? I think they're trending toward the bottom, but that's,
0: which is ironic because it's like you could have the worst run. Hypothetically, you could have a horribly run minor league baseball team from the business standpoint, and they could be the best team in the league. Correct. So when you get those situations where you have a team that's run well, and the team on the field is also good that's like shout out passion. eugene shout right. out that's eugene
1: like eugene's eugene has it going right now they're already they clinched yeah, the playoffs uh yeah.
0: basically since we left eugene the emeralds have been
1: stacked. are we are, are we calling it the Muns burly blessing
0: i mean we did get a ring
1: i, I got two That's well right. i got i got eugene and amarillo so right. the, the elmore family i have two yeah but, and I mm, still wear them with pride, even at the major league level. Shout out.
0: As you should. As you should. Um, but yeah, they've been fucking really good since like the time that we were there, basically. Um,
1: but here, let me let me take your point, your original point you were going here, and this is the business side of all this. Um, when you're a, a poorly run business operation and your team is bad, it is that's when you get the the memes and the gifts of like the empty stadiums. That's yeah. that's when those show up. And that's what like you'll see. I mean, Google search Peoria like Salem Kaiser. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which they don't exist anymore.
0: Exactly. Shout out because they were the Giants affiliate and right. now they the Giants affiliate and the farm system is pretty good. It seems. Let's see, Northwest League, first half standings. Emeralds won it. Oh, yeah, they don't even have divisions anymore. Hillsborough down to last. That's a change of pace. M's won by four and a half games.
1: Clint, go, 30, to go to the playoffs. Go to the playoffs. All, all Eugene, Eugene listeners, get your M's playoff tickets. Call Ellen Benavidez.
0: And they're off to a two and one start in the second half. They might win both halves and fuck around, you know?
1: Fuck around and get a triple double?
0: Yep. Um, this guy had, I think maybe one triple double or two in the playoffs this past year. Steph Curry, uh, uh,
1: that guy can play basketball. I don't know if you've heard he can shoot.
0: He can play basketball pretty well. Uh, he can also be rather charitable for good causes. Uh, not sure if you saw, he launched the underrated golf tour recently. Have you heard about this at all?
1: I heard about, this is in conjunction with Under Armour, yeah?
0: Well, not directly, like, not by name. I th- I think only in the sense that, like, Steph is sponsored by Under Armour, but I'm, I don't believe that this is, like, an Under Armour, like, massive, like, brand play, per se.
1: Okay, C- continue. Give me more about this.
0: So it started as underrated basketball in 2019, which was a showcase that Steph put on for three star or less ranked uh, high school basketball recruits because Steph was like under recruited, underrated. So he wanted to create a showcase for those players who are also being underseen. So far, that showcase has had like three years of the showcase. 31 players have gotten D1 offers out of that showcase. Three star or less, that's a a pretty good number. And this year, he started the underrated golf tour, uh, which will host 30 boys and 30 girls, primarily uh, with a focus on diversity, equity, and inclusion at top venues the number
1: 30 the number 30 i'm assuming has no no connection at all to his basketball number
0: no probably not (laughs) um so it's basically a tournament that's associated with the american junior golf association they play at pga courses they have to qualify he's not just picking random people off the street but he's focusing on adding that kind of diversity equity and inclusion into golf which as we were talking about in the warm-up is one of the most exclusive and highest barrier to entry sports Absolutely. that we have especially on a large scale in terms of like its watch ability and broadcasting and all that type of stuff
1: multiple things there the fact you called it the warm-up i think is beautiful i've uh I've, we've i've never heard it called that but that's beautifully said uh second um golf has such high barrier to entry so i love the fact that like I, I appreciate just getting people involved, like in sports, like period. Because I, it's amazing, and, and folks I've seen it here in Detroit. It's amazing how many people just don't even have it, understand like what the sport is or how to play, and, and and so they just don't even care or get involved. And it's like if you just expose them to it, they 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 can it's, it's just so expansive in your life and like the entertainment you can have. Uh, and, and you know, I don't want to get on the soapbox about opportunities or sports, but like, I, I just think it's wild. How many people don't even appreciate what golf is. And, and I, and baseball is the same way. Like it, it's just, it's, so I support and love this initiative all about it.
0: I think you actually hit on a a very interesting point there, though, that you steered yourself away from. And I'm going to steer us back about the impact that sport can have within a community and uh, kind of in that entire realm. Like, I think alongside of you and I just being competitive people who want to win and win rigs, and that draws us into the sports industry. I think we both also believe in sports' power to do good and to transcend Absolutely. all of the factions of society, and and kind of be a leader by example in what society could look like, right? And so I think what Steph is doing here is like a perfect example of what that could be like in a perfect world. Of course, we're not there, but um, seeing more athletes and teams become much more connected to the communities around them and the communities around sport and obviously brands helping out via partnerships sometimes authentically sometimes not uh but i think regardless that's all still we're pushing in the right direction of like especially from a team side and correct me if i'm wrong as as you're now in the building like it feels like at the beginning and at like the height of Uh, not necessarily the hype, but maybe when like sports became a massive business, the business side of the team was about selling tickets and selling sponsorship, pure revenue generate generating nothing else. I think now teams are beginning to look at themselves more as complete businesses and complete brands who are part of the fabric of the community around them geographically, but as well as the community of the sport And it's awesome to see teams and, and subsequently athletes kind of take their role as that piece of the fabric and using that role to push society at large forward as much as they're, as they're able to.
1: Uh, So here, and this is, here we come. I'm going to rain cloud this like, uh, Oh no, (laughs) no. So, okay. The Twitch feed would see like the, the Twitch, the people watching on Twitch would see that, I was nodding in agreement for pretty much everything Ian said. Like everything he said is so spot on. I support – I think sports is why I'm so drawn to it. There's a multitude of reasons. Like I want to dedicate my life to it, all that jazz, whatever. You've listened to episode one. Um, But sports can transcend everything. I think it's like religion. I I literally think it's literally just on the same – level, of playing field in society is religion. It can transcend philosophical thought, way of life, everything. I believe that in my heart of hearts and I think it's great and you can use it to do good. All of that is true. What I disagree, what I think has happened in sports and pre- predominantly professional sports and it's now happening in collegiate sports and it's becoming so bastardized and warped and we're watching it become this monster in collegiate sports right now, but in professional sports, I think we went from where it was just, we were running these leagues, trying to just have a league and communities and it as a nation. And it was an actual political movement. And then they did started to develop revenue around it. And so then it'd be all just like Ian said, all started to become revenue based, which it, my, the, where I is all true, but where I delineate is it's still revenue based today in what we do but i think they realize that the com- getting involved in the community is how you continue to drive revenue down the road so it's still all revenue it's all revenue focused They're, they 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 try to paint it with this rose colored lens that that yeah we're giving to the community which they are but they also recognize the only way to continue this upward trajectory of revenue is if you get people who aren't involved in this sport involved so like it's not this altruistic purpose as like we like to paint it with
0: absolutely correct um it's certainly mutually beneficial and not only is it as you mentioned a tactic to bring in new fans but it's also a tactic to retain goodwill with current fans yes. right so It's also, I mean, brands are only doing it because they're seeing the data that fans and consumers are more likely to identify with brands who do those things. So it's all going towards the double or triple bottom line. But at least all of the bottom lines are at play versus just the revenue bottom line. But you're absolutely right. And it's it's naive of anybody to think that the well, majority of these things are happening out of the pure goodness of people's hearts because it, it's also making them money as well.
1: But let me let me let me play devil's advocate here on this whole topic. We're here. I know this is a grab bag episode, but this is the cutback. Put your foot in the ground. Here we go. Yeah, um, like. It's the the whole point, the whole reason why we're seeing this growth in like community departments and like outreach and all this stuff is because you, there's so much pressure for the revenue line to continue to go up. Like right. at, 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 at some point it becomes unrealistic for the revenue line to continue going up. Like the, they, like there's there is a breaking point somewhere here. Much like player salaries, there is a breaking point where they can't continue to go up. And I would argue that the revenue that the team can generate and and that the player salaries continue to go up, I, I think that those lines are literally connected. And I'm not saying we're there yet, because I think there's so much room, you know, with gambling and crypto and all that jazz that's out there. Like I still think there's room for more growth, like to where these lines will continue up. But there is gonna be a breaking point here where like we we have captured the entire like everyone understands and knows like that what baseball is. Like there, there will hit a point where you can't keep going up. You know what I'm saying? So you'll have to sustain and, and your business model will have to change from growth to sustainability at a certain level. And, and I, I don't think that anybody in the sports industry has tried to operate under a maintain or sustain model as opposed to this like constant growth model. And, and at some point, somebody's going to get screwed.
0: Yeah, I think, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, and hopefully it won't be the people who work for the business side of the teams that get screwed. I mean, well, that's
1: the side that gets screwed first. Well, and, and, that, and I mean, then it trickle. I mean, I hate this term, but it will tr- The business side trickles down to the players. Like yeah, that's and, what happens,
0: and the football or the sport support staff, all that stuff, but. What's crazy is like, I think it's a fair argument that the business people on the business side of teams are already getting screwed. <laughs> I mean, they're already getting a very, 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 very small piece of the pie, yeah. which I don't can't comprehend. We haven't seen the books, whatever. To me, it doesn't make sense, but it is the reality.
1: Yeah, and but I, ju- it's just uh. You can't always grow. Like like as much as it is like what capitalistic thought preach and I'm not this isn't a political podcast, but like you can't Oh, no, this
0: is economics.
1: Yeah, you just can't there's no realistic way to constantly grow sports. Forever no, in I mean, perpetuity. At some
0: point at some point it would seemingly reach at least a plateau.
1: Right. And, and and then you're, you have to switch and I'm arguing we're closer to that plateau than we've, which, duh, we, 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 we'll <laughs> every co- day we get closer, closer but... to that pat- plateau. Yes. Like, yeah, and, and, and nobody seems to be sw- getting ready for that plateau.
0: Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it'll, I think that is interesting because I even think like, Realistically, every individual league is kind of like. I mean, I guess we were talking a little bit about maybe NASCAR is at a plateau, but even compared to where they've been, they've gone up. They might be lower than where they once were, but you know they're kind of taking the yodely 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 yodely. Um, Twitch Twitch
1: Twitch viewers got that that uh, that reference of yodely yodely.
0: We saw saw the graph emoji. Speaking of reaching a plateau, can you inform us about how you feel about the Detroit Tigers 2022 season? Oh, Was there even a plateau? Or did we start and just take a step off the cliff and we've just been falling at terminal velocity into the abyss ever since?
1: So the – all right. I mean – I, man, and I hate, I hate, I hate myself before I even get started here. Um, I hate blaming injury. I think injury's horrible, and every team goes through it. But I, the Tigers team it isn't even the same that like what we were, what we had in April. What like what was anticipated this season? The team that would be taking this season on. We there's one pitcher that's still there doing it uh in Tark Scooble. I mean, that's it out of the 5 that we started with. Um you, you still don't have uh, Riley Green broke his foot. He's just now coming up. Javi Baez couldn't hit his way out of a wet paper sack. Like so yeah, it's been a disappointment uh on the whole and I think you know it's we're coming up. It's June 27th. Let's call it July 1st for all intensive purposes intents and purposes um at this point i mean you're eight back in the division and i think seven back in in the wild card which isn't an insurmountable hole uh but it's hard to hold faith i mean do you asking you as somebody who's a a, what do you what do you have faith
0: no i didn't uh, no and i mean (laughs) we both picked the tigers to make the wild card um i'm actually in a weird way it feels like i i wouldn't say a silver lining because it it's more of an in in indication of how terrible the al central is but for the tigers to only be eight back is like the game in basketball where you shoot 20 percent from the field in the first half the other team shoots 50 percent and you're down like Ten, it's yep. like, oh, we're like, we're in the game. Like this is a brand new game, so it's kind of crazy to me that they're only down eight. I'm not looking for them to make a run, though. <laughs> I'm looking for the White Sox to get hot,
1: that's it, and
0: run away from everybody. Basically, everybody else kind of stay the same, the, and the White Sox get hot.
1: The Twins, the Twins are batting above their head. I agree, but I am, I, I do think the Twins have got themselves a nice little little lead here like I don't think this is going to be like a easy like there's it, both the White Sox and Tigers are within I mean the White Sox and Tigers are within a handful of games of each other if one of the two of them puts a little charge on there they could be within striking distance of the twins
0: yeah then I mean if you go out and you win five of ten you potentially put yourself
1: no, 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 five, four no, not back. 5 of 10, 5 of 7, you need, you can't, 5 of 10 does you nothing, going 5 and 5 over a 10 game stretch, you're,
0: what if they go 2 and 8, you gain
1: 3 games, well, on average, the division is going, the Twins are going 6 and 4 over the season,
0: oh, well, that's not good,
1: so 5 and 5, you'd actually drop a game, lose a game, <laughs> okay, so, I stand here. but, but, your point is still held. The AL Central is not good, but and the it it's still that's what makes it even worse. I've I even as somebody who works with Tigers and is gone to ninety-eight percent of the games this season in Detroit, uh it it's just hard to continue to believe they've got it. If they they just it doesn't seem like it's coming together.
0: Yeah, and I mean they're not playing they're not losing by playing good baseball and just getting beat they're just not they
1: playing good baseball. well they don't no they, the the defense has gotten better like everything but the offense has come around like the pitching has actually been outstanding you, even for not being the, yeah. the, sure. the 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 full the full gambit of arms like the pitching has actually been better than than we anticipated the hitting has just been. Quite literally, the worst hitting since 2001 in baseball. I mean,
0: what was, we talked about a stat a couple weeks ago where it's like Miguel Cabrera leads the team in RBIs and he's on pace for like, let's, for the sake of it, let's say he's on pace for like 80 RBIs. Uh, Yeah,
1: I think it's 93.
0: But like, what's the RBI leader in Major League Baseball right
1: now? 120 is probably, 125 is probably where the, the leader How early. many do
0: they have, right? So they already, almost, damn near already have what the RBI leader for the Tigers is projected to have for the rest of the
1: season. No, no, no. I would tell you 125 RBI season is good. Uh, but I'll tell you where the leader is at right now. Uh, you are looking at, the leader right now has 69 RBIs.
0: Okay. At Pete and what Alonso? is Alonzo. What does Cabrera have?
1: Uh Miguel Cabrera would be I feel like it's in like the thirties. It's not good. Uh I'll tell you that. Plug the socials while I look this up.
0: Hmm. What can I plug? Oh, y- you know what I do think about the Tigers though? And as you're speaking about that, I'm I'm not out on like the Tigers huh. as as a franchise
1: uh no me neither the lead the team leader in rbis for the tigers is not even miguel cabrera um, he's it, no longer the leader it, after the grand slam from yesterday no uh, javi baez has taken him over javi baez has 25
0: okay RBIs. so the leader of the tigers rbi <laughs> has 25 rbis the major league baseball leader has
1: 69 yep yep that's how bad the offense has gone folks it's not good here in detroit offensively
0: um but to put a bow on this i think we both agree because of what you've said where i mean it seems like there's definitely work to be done on the offensive end i think there's a lot of young pieces who you're expecting to like not come out and hit 300 per se. Like, those are anomalies. no. Riley
1: Green has been outstanding. Like, and if you haven't his put
0: on flashes,
1: like in the last Riley Green got called up a week ago. <coughs> Folks, if you haven't put on a Tigers game in the last week, Riley Green is outstanding. Like, he's yeah. fun to watch. Like, it and they've won.
0: So they have some good young pieces on offense. The pitching staff when healthy is potentially very, very good as it's not healthy. That's the point, right? Of like, even now when not healthy has been pretty good. So not worried about the Tigers any more than I usually am like long-term. But yeah, it seems like this season, unless something crazy happens soon, like probably another, uh, September and October on the couch. The boys so the
1: so I'm gonna say this I know I'm typically the rain cloud let me let me come in and be the positive the, the ray of sunshine here Ooh, the tiger okay. the Tigers have had the third most difficult schedule in all of baseball to this point so if there were a team to make a run in the second half you could argue if health played on their side, the schedule is on their side in the second half. You could argue that the Tigers could stack this up and make a run. That, that you could see it happening, right? Um, I'm just saying there there is a road there. Uh, well, am I saying it's going to happen? I'm not ready to commit that, but um, there is a road there.
0: Okay, I like to hear that. I like to hear it. I would like. Um the tigers and all detroit sports teams to be good it's been a while so that would be pretty cool
1: speaking of being good detroit sports teams pistons in the draft
0: yeah apparently um sir troy weaver took a page out of brad holmes who's the lions general manager's notebook and just decided to go ahead and win the draft Okay. Uh, so the uh, teams uh, are winning. Uh,
1: no, uh, no, 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 no. I was w- I'm ready to say good draft. I'm not ready to say win cuz I think the only other team that would have won would be my team, America's team, the Houston Rockets.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh I mean, the Rockets got Jabari Smith at 3.
1: Ty Ty, Washington. Ty
0: Washington.
1: Jabari Eason.
0: I don't know Jabari Eason.
1: Uh LSU.
0: Okay. We'll see. I mean, I, I honestly couldn't tell you. I'll take your word for it for sure. I three I honestly, first
1: round picks. Uh, they the the Ty Ty Washington they traded they traded up to get. So uh, I don't know any. I don't. at Kentucky, right? Yes, he's the Kentucky product, and so they went all uh, SEC players.
0: Yeah, I mean. I, not bad. I mean, who knows, right? Tough. Who who knows?
1: We're we're butter churning, tough basketball. That's what we're looking for in Houston.
0: Do you um? Did you heart of hearts? Would you rather have had Paulo? No. Interesting. Well, I think we actually talked about that when Tommy was on. You did want Jabari one, and I think I said Paulo one. Um. Yeah, that was that was a whole other thing that maybe we'll get into at a different time. But the number one pick saga was pretty, pretty crazy, but you are ultimately, you, you would kind of hope that Jabari was there.
1: Yeah. I can't believe he was there. I, I, Vegas didn't think he was there. I didn't think he was going to be there. I think the fact that he fell into the Rockets lap is a miracle. Um, I've been wrong before, but uh, I'm excited. And I think the Rockets won the draft. I, I do. Okay. Uh, which I hate grading drafts when nobody's played basketball. But just looking at what the Rockets took away, three first-rounders, highly regarded supposed steals. Uh, I, I mean, it's hard to argue. The Pistons got a great steal, too, and I think Jaden Ivey's great. Um, yeah, I think that everybody should be excited.
0: Yeah, did you read – that was so – i was pumped about that that was um a pretty crazy thing because everybody assumed he was going four, and then all of a sudden he kind of like dropped in our laps. Thing. Uh, see um, it so, felt like go
1: ahead well and i i i text then this is a peeled curtain back moment but i text uh dj and, and ian that i had been reading that. Keegan Murray was going to Sacramento, which I had like I'd seen this on Twitter that Sacramento was feeling Keegan Murray after the whole trade, Bradley Beal trade had broke down. Essentially, I heard that Keegan Murray was like Sacramento's choice, I uh, read this on Twitter, which you know Twitter is pretty much the FNN of of the world. So, um, I don't know. I, I think Sac- – let's talk this because this is what I think, Jan. What is your stance on these draft picks, which Sacramento – the reason this all came about is because everyone else at four said they didn't want to play for Sacramento. So Sacramento had to make a pick. And the only person who they found who was willing to play for Sacramento was Keegan Murray.
0: Yeah, like Jaden Ivey didn't go work out there, right?
1: Right. Like, so, so, so what my stance is if I'm Sacramento, I'm drafting who I think is the best player. And I'm saying yeah. if you don't want to play, you're not getting paid. Sit your, ass, sit your ass on the bench and we'll we'll move on. Like, and, and they, we'll, we'll just choke you out because that's a. Uh, like it's this has to stop that you guys can't deter like especially if the league which is what happened the league is trying to stop tanking to 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 deter like get the number one overall pick and all that garbage and create parity which is what the nba has done you can't let these guys say i'm not playing in sacramento
0: (laughs) they're gonna have to move the team out of sacramento i mean shit Eli Manning said he wasn't going to San Diego. John Elway said he different wasn't going. League. Different
1: league, different league. Same concept, same concept, but like different league. And I, and I, because the NFL hasn't done diddly squat to fix parity in their league. If you suck in the NFL, you get beat. To ask the Lions and Browns how it's going, like not good. Yeah, like if you repeat it, they let you repeatedly suck. The NBA wants this like cyclical system where like. We washing machine teams through the top.
0: Yeah, that that's very true. So I'm looking at this ESPN article. Now, this is just one ESPN article. They don't have actual grades, but they asked five of their NBA writers which team impressed you most in this year's draft. Two votes for Detroit, one vote for Houston. So we're both in the right believing that our teams had good drafts.
1: How many votes were there cast?
0: Uh, they asked five people, so each person picked a different team. Two of them picked Detroit, one picked Houston, one picked OKC, one picked San Antonio.
1: Whoa.
0: Yeah. Um. The thought, the thing that I thought Tom, was interesting—that
1: Tom, was Tommy B. Tommy B. picked San Antonio for sure.
0: That I wasn't aware of, or that was like at least kind of a cool story that came out. So similar to the Pistons trading up to get Jameson Williams the lions excuse me trading up to get jameson williams which you heard here first on the cutback podcast if you do recall
1: you did Uh the
0: pistons also traded up back into the lottery to get jalen duran duran i don't know how to say his last name some super raw athletic freak center out of memphis troy weaver comes out like (laughs) night of the draft or next next morning i think it was the night of and says. There were two guys I wanted in the draft. They were those two guys. If Ivy wasn't there at five, we were taking Jalen Duran. I'm like, holy fuck. So like whether he's right or not, we'll we'll come to see. But to make it happen to go get the two guys and one of them, I mean, you didn't really have any control over Ivy dropping there. So you'll take that one. But to then go up and get the only other guy that you say you want in the draft.
1: It's That's huge. Hurt. No, it's good. The, I, I'm telling you, Houston and Detroit went one two in this draft. I don't care how you score it. They went and got um, the people they wanted.
0: Yeah. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh speaking of scoring, can you please take us into the fantasy five?
1: Oh my gosh. I would love to. Um folks, if you don't know what the fantasy five is, where you been? Uh where have you been? It's been a while. We we do the same competition. Uh, we pick five themes, five things in the topic. Uh, we use the snake system separates from the animals. Jan, I think I beat you last week.
0: I think so too. Um, I don't even think I need to double check the votes because you had a, a decent enough lead on the Instagram that I think you are safe.
1: So uh, folks, this week, The fantasy five topic, it came up last week. If you listened to, which, why didn't you, Um, if you didn't listen, it came up last week. I think we're going to dip our toe in Will Ferrell movies. Um, That's absolutely correct. I want the record to show that I genuinely do not like Will Ferrell movies on the whole. Uh, I think he's, I think he's stupid funny and that's just generally not my type of humor. So I'm going into this knowing that I'm probably going to lose because I think most of the people, the most of the movies people say that are funny from Will Ferrell, I don't think funny, are funny. But Jan, here's my caveat. I think these, Will Ferrell has to be an actor in the movie for you to select it.
0: Yeah, I was even gonna go a step further and say that he has to be like one of the main characters.
1: I'm down for that. Uh, ooh, there's well, really only
0: one movie that comes to mind that gets um are you deleted.
1: Trying, are you trying to cut out my probably one of my top picks? Uh,
0: do you have Wedding Crashers on your board?
1: Oh no, then okay. uh, no. That's okay. the only
0: one that came up that was like. Right. He has okay. an appearance, but he's not really a main part of the movie.
1: So I'm cutting out like Lego movie where he's a voiceover actor. Oh yeah. That's fine. I didn't even see those movies. Cut that. So like he has to be an actual physical actor, no voiceover, no none of that. Correct. All right. Cool. Uh so I am gonna i I'm gonna do what I think is a smart play, uh, here. I'm seeding the pick. Yeah the number one pick.
0: Yeah, that's probably a good move. Um, but I will take Anchorman.
1: That I mean, that's that's probably what I would have taken at one overall two as well. Um, so can't argue that. But I'm gonna follow it up uh, with I what what I think are literally the best two Elf and give me a Knight at the Roxbury.
0: Ooh, okay. I've never seen a Knight at the Roxbury.
1: Uh, it is my f- personal favorite Will Ferrell movie. It's actually funny. Uh, if you haven't seen it, see it. It's one of his original original stuff. Roxbury?
0: Like R-O-X. Rocks.
1: R-O-X. bury. Yep. Burry with a U? Uh, uh, yes. One R or two R's? Just one oh, R. My, oh my gosh. Hey. Is this a spelling test? Uh, yeah, it is a... B-U-R-Y. R-O-X-B-U-R-Y.
0: Okay. I need to go back and watch Elf. I believe I've only seen it once, and I literally have almost no recollection of it, but I know it gets one of, first of all, it has like high ratings, and I know a lot of people who like it, so I'll have to go back and watch it.
1: Uh, No, Elf is, I think, one of the better Will Ferrell movies. It's a Christmas Christmas staple.
0: Okay. Okay. I'm going to get my top three here. Uh, Step Brothers and Old School.
1: Step Brothers was next on my list, so great pick. Old school, also not a bad pick on the big board. Uh, tough to argue. So, man. I, uh, uh, here we go. I'm uh, This might be too new school. I might be too new school here. Um, but I, I think I'm going to do it. <sighs> Looking at the big board. I'm taking semi-pro. Because we talked about this last week. I think it's l- one of the funnier, more quotable Will Ferrell movies. I'm following it up. And I can't. Ooh. I, the other guys. I'm taking the other guys. Yeah. It's newer. You- it's newer, but it's still it's one of the funnier Will Ferrell movies.
0: I wasn't sure where you were going to go there um i am gonna get my top four but if you didn't say the other guys i was gonna get my top five so i was a little nervous for you there <laughs> the other guys is great anything with mark Wahlberg is is also a good addition and gator got his fucking gat i mean great line <laughs> great <laughs> desk pop i mean it's a great it's a great one um i'll take talladega Knights. oh
1: see and i just don't like talladega nights i just don't think it's a good movie
0: uh, there's there's a lot of pretty good lines in there Okay, um, and then this once we hit like the top six on my big board, we got into movies that I've seen like once and couldn't really remember that much about them, but needed to fill out the big board. This is one of those, and it it fell at number seven. Blades of Glory.
1: Oh man, whew! Blades of Glory is awful, uh, but I, <laughs> I I I hear. Where you're at because i'm at the same at the same spot in my big board um where i've run out of movies that i actually god can even stomach uh from will ferrell uh dude all right so here's i'm torn between two at this point are they both on your big board technically? They're literally nine and ten on the big board.
0: <laughs> I have nine and ten left on my big board as well.
1: Um, and I I don't like either of these movies, but I, I'm gonna take number nine. I guess I put it at number nine for reason. Uh, I don't like this movie. The, give me the campaign. Ooh,
0: that was my number. That was not my number ten. <laughs> it was the campaign.
1: Um, hit- and my my alternative, which maybe give me what is you we'll do we'll do runner ups in a minute. But should we run down our big boards and then do runner ups or runner? Yeah,
0: down? I just had one left on my big board that didn't get picked,
1: and I also had one.
0: Okay, so my, run it run down your team here for the people.
1: I have Elf, A Night at the Roxbury, Semi Pro, the other guys, and the campaign compared to your list. man i think this is might actually be one of our our more square battles
0: Ooh, i hypothesize that this is going to be an absolute blowout but we'll see i've been wrong before i've anchorman stepbrothers old school talladega knights and blades of glory
1: you think you're taking me the woodshed
0: (laughs) yeah i think so
1: i mean the i would i anchorman and stepbrothers i think are are you got great picks, but they're, People love they're
0: old school. People love Talladega nights.
1: Old school's a good pick, but I don't uh, old school and semi pro I put are, are equals.
0: We'll see. Uh, what was the one left on your big board that we didn't mention?
1: Uh, it's, it sucks. I don't like it, but daddy's home.
0: Okay. I haven't seen that one. I had kicking and screaming.
1: Oh dude. That is terrible. <laughs> that is terrible. That movie is so bad.
0: I seem to remember him having like a super expensive espresso machine on this on the sideline on the bench because he becomes like a caffeine addict or something. That but.
1: movie is awful. Daddy's Home is bad too, but that kicking and screaming is significantly worse. I'm glad that I'm glad that the line got drawn there. Like those two movies got left out of the out of the fantasy five because they both are awful.
0: We simply can't pick them. Um. Okay. Athlete number 69. I have a handful of people on the list. What would you come up with?
1: Well, here's what I came up with. And we should go with yours. And I'm telling you why. Because my I came up with the real ones, the ones who know this is episode 69. If you're about it, you know you're about it. And you're a winner. You're a winner. And I think this episode is for winners.
0: Okay. So who did you? Oh, just the people. That's what came up. With. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought there was like
1: a bunch. Of- <laughs> no, that was the punchline that, you okay. know, if you know, you know, you're about it, you support it and we're here. Let's okay. cut back.
0: I see. I see. Um, <laughs> I'll let, li- I'll list the four names that I wrote down. The first two are tough because they've ravaged the lions For their entire careers on both sides of the ball. The first one, Jared Allen. The second one, David Bakhtiari. Old school pick here, Stink himself, Mr. Mark Schlereth. Wow. And then the hometown pick, War Number 69 during our days at Michigan. They called him Earl. You know him as Willie Henry.
1: Damn. I loved Big Earl. Man.
0: So I love Big Earl too, except when he fucking stood at the base of the lift while we were up in the air and would shake it and look up and laugh at you. I'm like, bro, what are you going to fucking catch me when I fall out of this thing? What are we doing? Damn.
1: So I, I will never vote against big Earl. So I think we have to, give it, to big, it. I think we have to give it to big Earl, but I do think one of the best sack celebrations in football is Jared Allen. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. That's very true. Bakhtiari slams beers like most people can't. We see it at Milwaukee Bucks games or whenever he ends up on the big screen. Mark Slareth is a wild boy.
1: How okay? Them. Let me let me. Let I me, like
0: the Willie Henry Big Earl pick.
1: I, Willie, big, so his, this man's name is William <laughs> Henry, and yes. he goes by Big Earl. Yeah. Uh, now let me ask you how. You get to the level of cool that you have a nickname that's not in your name at all. You think that's his uh, middle name? It probably is. Uh, I should remember this as somebody who worked in uh, operations. I think
0: he's playing in the USFL right now. He was with the Ravens and like the Niners. He got drafted by the Ravens. Ooh. Not had a short NFL career. Had a good first oh motherfuck. I just did something stupid. Uh had a short NFL career. And even though his first year was playing was, for the uh,
1: Birmingham Stallions right now. The Stallions. Uh, he dang, he didn't list his middle name.
0: <laughs> we'll never know. But regardless, big Earl. Is a big high, girl high high name therefore episode 69 is for you big girl i'm sure you're girl. Out of that life
1: shout him out he does the, all right let's play this game does big girl remember us no chance zero all right glad we're on the same page this has been another episode of the cut pack podcast
0: absolutely it has and until next time keep your head on a swivel and try not to get laid the fuck out